shows that make you laugh, shows that make you think, music that moves you. It could only be one place. Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. Animal Magnetism. Exploring animal care for creatures great and small. Conservation and preservation in today's world. Find out what a single voice can do to make a difference in the lives of animals. Animal Magnetism with Carolyn Hennessy starts right now on UBN Radio. Good evening, afternoon, or morning, listeners, whenever you happen to be joining us. Uh, Carolyn Hennessy, your host for Animal Magnetism, once again with my fabulous co-host and producer, Andrea Compton. He- say hello, Andrea. Hello, Andrea. <laughs> once again, it's not a single voice, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're going to have to redo that bumper because I am joined by many, many voices, and uh, the list keeps growing and growing and growing. Today we have on our show a wonderful man. I met him when I was back in Washington, D.C. just a couple of months ago, speaking on behalf of uh, American Humane Association for their new Humane Conservation Initiative, speaking to Congress, or actually, I should say, trying to be heard over the din of feeding interns (laughs) at Congress. Uh, Don't think we haven't posted about that. But uh, he is American uh, American Humane Association's head in Hollywood of Humane Hollywood and their flagship program, No Animals Were Harmed. And we're going to talk to him about that. Dr. Quan Stewart, welcome to my show. You are exceptionally impressive, aside from being very tall and very handsome. You're very impressive. I'm going to tell my listeners a little bit about you, if that's all right. Sure. Uh, Graduated Colorado State University, renowned veterinary school, with Doctorate of Veterinary Medicine in 1997. 26 moved to San Diego, where he spends most of his time, but also has a place up here in Studio City, which is the headquarters of Hollywood Humane. Of course, it's close to Hollywood. Uh, Honed your skills for five years, an associate uh, at... um, Where you go? Oh, at, at, at Vetco Hospitals, Inc., before you were named Chief Medical Officer, where you provided oversight and leadership for over 40 vaccination clinics and six hospitals. After five successful years with that company, your career, as you say in your bio, took an unexpected turn. While you were visiting an animal shelter in Northern California in 2007, you learned that they had been without a vet for nearly three years, and inspired by the challenge, you got yourself hired as County Veterinarian of Stanislaus County, California, giving daily care to over 400 animals at a municipal shelter ranked as one of the worst in the nation, suffering from massive pet overpopulation and euthanasia. Now, you had never practiced welfare or shelter medicine, but it was under your guidance that a brand-new state-of-the-art shelter was constructed there. The county's first-ever government-sponsored spay-neuter clinic began service, and thousands of beloved pets were spared annually as you implemented numerous programs to lower the euthanasia rates and increase adoption. Then, after five wonderfully rewarding years, American Humane came calling. They sort of saw the, super, the big old red S on your, <laughs> on your chest, and they came calling in 2013, <laughs> beating out an impressive ap- applicant pool of more than 100 veterinarians to join AHA as Chief Veterinary Officer and National Director of Humane Hollywood, and the flagship program, No Animals Were Harmed, bringing visionary leadership and extensive animal welfare experience to his role, which provides the American Humane Association in over 200 productions annually with exemplary medical expertise while protecting approximately 100,000 animals annually in filmed entertainment. 
serves as a national international spokesman for AHA, the oldest humanitarian organization in our country, promoting the mission of protecting children and animals. And in his free time, you have kids, you have pets. I, there's a picture of you with a cat. Yeah. Yeah, there's kids, pets. You are, you are affianced. I am. <laughs> have been for a while. You have been for a while. <laughs> That's okay. You know what? It works. It works. It, it works. It works well. That's all. That's she all. Takes care of me. That's all. That's so that's I can all. Take this. care of the animals. So you can take care of the animals and the and she takes care of the kids and then so you can take care of the animals yeah. and the kids. That's wonderful. It was exhausting wonderful. just listening to tell my history. You're impressive. <laughs> You're very very impressive. Can't believe I've been um, out before that we get into more about you. Um, I've decided uh, I need to take a, just a tiny little break and talk about this. Have you noticed this box sitting on the sitting no, on the table? I didn't see you that. didn't. You didn't notice this box. No. What is that? <laughs> it looks like chocolate. It is chocolate. <laughs> These are my. Uh, I guess we can still say that they're new sponsors, right? They're about they're about uh, three shows old. Nina Chocolates, H N I N A. I'm going to talk about this a little bit because they have asked, and rightfully so, when they send me the, a box before every show, they say, "Please don't open it until you're on your show." And that's only fair because there have been a couple of times first where I opened it, you know, over the weekend and half the box was gone when I opened it on, on air because they're that good. So they are they're very smart. Now, they send me a box and they send me a couple of little a little uh, little nougats, little rocks, little bonbons so that I can snack on them before each show. Nina Gourmet, Nina Gourmet, one of the healthiest, most delicious gourmet chocolates on this planet, probably the healthiest and most delicious. And it's Nina, but it's spelled H-N-I-N-A. I love these guys. Met them at the Beastly Ball at the Los Angeles Zoo. And one of the reasons that I love them so much, aside from everything else, is that they don't use palm oil in their chocolate. And as, as we all know, palm oil plantations, unsustainable, are slaughtering orangutans right and left. So people, do your palm oil research. It comes in about a hundred different forms. Know them and find out if the product that you are using has sustainable palm oil in it. That's number one. These insane organic truffles, and yes, I'm going to open the box right now. Insane organic truffles made with raw cacao, sprouted nuts or seeds. And you can see, look, look, I'm breaking the seal. I haven't opened it. Just a bit of raw honey, pure maple, pure vanilla, no other ingredients or additives, no emulsifiers, waxes, refined sugar, dairy, coloring, nothing. Just pure, clean, pristine, amazingly nutritious ingredients. And now I get to show everyone. Oh, my goodness. And we get to have one. Mm. This is how much I like you already. Really? Yes. See, they're <laughs> all there. Look, let me just take one out. Choose one. I don't know which one we're going to choose. Pick one. Oh, look, I've got... Walnut. What do I have? This is probably walnut cashew. Walnut yeah, cashew, right? Yes, you can. There? Yes, you can grab one. Seven different combinations of nuts and seeds: almond, hazelnut, macadamia nut, pistachio, Brazil nut, almond, and I mean, it's just a coconut, pistachio, hazelnut, walnut cashew, right here. They use sprouted nuts and seeds with seeds which come alive with even more nutrients and enzymes. No other chocolate company. Has u- uses sprouted nuts and seeds in their chocolates, only Nina. For them, it's about being the absolute best. No cutting corners, no cutting costs, and all of their packaging is compostable. Yay! They are in some high-end stores in Los Angeles and New York, but it's best to go on their website, www.ninagourmet.com. That's Nina with an H. And my listeners get a 20% discount. Use the code ANIMAL20. 
Nina Gourmet, with an H, Animal 20. They also have pure chocolate bars for anyone who doesn't eat nuts or seeds. Same pristine ingredients, 88% dark cacao, all vegan. And for pure vegans who don't eat honey, they have a line that is only sweetened with maple. Total guilt-free pleasure, and they are so satiating. www.ninagourmet, with an H. That's Nina Gourmet, and use the coupon code ANIMAL20, 20% off for my listeners. Now listen, guys. Again, this show is all about honesty and fairness. So while I will say that I have not tasted another piece of chocolate since they became my sponsors, which is true, they're also not the most. They're also not. They're just not the cheapest. They're not. It's, yeah, you could buy a Snickers bar, do something horrible for your body. That's it. And spend a dollar. These are a little more expensive. But if you want to, A, help save the planet, B, do something brilliant for your body, then, then you're going to order. It's as simple as that. And you will then they are taste sensations. Um, really, really wonderful dark chocolate. Have you tried yours? No. Are you, I, shall I, shall I was, we try I them together? Waiting, yeah. Okay, here we go. All right. Oh, yeah, that is good. I mean, seriously. No. Right? Are you going to give me more than this? I'm not going to give you any more. In fact, okay, look, I'm putting the box away. No, I... This is going to distract me, Carolyn. Here's the thing. We're going to talk about some really interesting, interesting stuff today. And it's tough. It's going to be a great show, but it's going to be a, a very interesting, informative, little tough show. So, yes, I will keep this out for you. you. You may have another one right. to get you through. That is the only because I like you very, very when much. Start turning the screws. I'm going to have to. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. That is so good. Uh, I may order another box just, just because. Um, all right. So, first of all, let's talk about a little. Let's go. Let's, let, let's delve into your past a little bit. Let's talk about Stanislaus County. What you saw, because before we went on air, you talked about operating in a war zone. And Stanislaus County, I can imagine, is not. It's not uncommon around this country. Would you imagine? Yeah, it, um, and, and I was new to the area, so I just wasn't familiar with um, what I was walking into. And, yeah, I would describe it as a, as a war zone for animals. Uh, they had one of the highest euthanasia rates in the country. Um, a really old, dilapidated shelter. It was, you know, it, it just smelled of sort of old feces and rust, and there was barbed wire around it. It was like an old prison. And it wasn't uncommon for us to euthanize 50, 60 animals every morning between my staff and I. And our euthanasia rate was, was hovering somewhere around, I believe when I got in, 70, 75%. So when you think about that, every 10 animals that walk through the door, only, only three are leaving. Yeah, seven are getting euthanized, and a lot of them healthy. <sighs> because there's simply no space. There's no funding. And there's overpopulation, and people aren't adopting. In fact, people aren't, not only are they not adopting, they're dropping off. Right, right. And you just do the math. And over time, we, and, and people ask, and it, it's a fair question, you know, why can't you hold on to them longer? And we have this no-kill movement now, right, um, which I think is a wonderful concept. But unfortunately for municipalities like the one I worked for, they get a bad rap. So um, people don't want to donate. They don't want to volunteer because they think we're doing wrong by the animals. But... It's just a reflection of society, really. People not doing their job. Couldn't agree more. And couldn't agree more. We, um, you know, you do the best you can with the money you're given and the funding and the space. And I would have wanted to save them all. I didn't get into vet medicine of to euthanize. To euthanize. Of course no. you didn't. No, but no, of course you didn't. It was tough. And it was five years. And, um, you know, they talk about compassion fatigue. And it, it, it was enough for me. 
it was time to move on. But th- through the course of that five years, we, we made some remarkable changes. And I have you, you know, been back? Um, yeah, I had been back after I had left because my son was still living up north, and so I would make trips. And um, I'm still close with the staff. W- wonderful people. You, you know, you just can't imagine what they sacrifice every day. And, th- and the worst part of it was, you know, they put their, you know, the old cliche, blood, sweat, and tears, literally every day into that place. And you'd walk out, and sometimes you're wearing your jacket or your shirt that would say Stanislaus County Animal Shelter, and people would insult you and yell at you and animal killer. And uh, it, you know, th- that was the toughest part for me, for the good people oh. that really took care of the animals. Oh, please. I, I equate that with the people down at SeaWorld who go out, who spend their Christmas Eve, not with their family, but go out saving Stranded sea lion pups and having rocks and bottles thrown at mm-hmm. them. Same thing, and I've done that too. And it's uh, yeah, know, it's just a lack of education, Utter- ignorance, really. utterly. And that's what this show is all about, or at least that's what I try to bring. Um, you made some impressive strides up there, though, and the people that are still up there—they're they're following your lead, and they've those those programs that you have implemented are still there. Yeah, they're carrying on, and uh, like I said, I could be prouder. It, Do you it, think the youth has the youth have they have you and they? managed to educate any of the Stanislaus County population? Has, has the drop-off rate gone down? Has the euthanasia rate gone? Youth, well, the euthanasia rate has gone down. Mm-hmm. Euthanasia rate took a, a pretty big drop, and uh, we dipped below 50%, and then closer to 40 Because I... of the new spay and neuter clinic, and people were bringing there. Yeah, and, and the education. You know, education is everything, really. And if, if you take time to explain to people why you need to do something um, versus just imposing it, it, it really does make a big difference. Isn't it interesting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a funny dynamic. And, and sometimes you have to think ahead of the curve and put resources and time into education and then wait for it. People are hungry for education. Mm-hmm. They want to know. They want to know. I find that, listen, there are a lot of people that want to have their thinking done for them. Absolutely mm-hmm. true. Especially in Hollywood. It's true. That's right. I said it. <laughs> Fine. I, 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 it's like, don't hire me if you don't want to. I, I say that and then I think... Boy, AHA is going to have to take care of me in my decrepitude because my pension's going to go right down the drain. No one's going to want to work with me. That's what Grace Stafford, my mentor, who our dear mm-hmm. friend, he's always where he goes. You have a career to think of, and it's like, no, I actually have animals to think of. But um, yeah, they're going to have to take care of me. But people, I find, more often than not, want to be educated. They want to know, and. And 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 they're willing to be educated, and they want to and want to act once they are, you know. And and sometimes educating them is it, you see the look of horror on their face. It's like I'm sorry, Peter does what? Mm-hmm. What do they do? So it's it, it's tough sometimes, but then that's the only way we learn, grow, and build character. So it is. It, yeah. takes, it takes time. They're, they're, the patience factor is sometimes frustrating, and it yeah. took it took years to get yeah. to you know, sort of a leveling point. Yeah. But um, they're in a much better place now. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Four years ago, AHA found you. Yep. 2013. That was a transition from that shelter, that, that county vet position, to American Humane. Right. Yeah, about four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Red Star. Let's talk about the, one, of the, one of the flagship programs for AHA, Red Star, and what they're doing now in, uh, in the, the, the southeast. Louisiana, I mean, all along now the Carolinas are, 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 are hurricanes, and there are so many animals that are displaced sometimes fatally, as a result of flooding. So what is t- let's talk about the Red Star program. Yeah, so Red Star, interesting. And, and I'll have to preface this by saying I just took over um, for Red Star not six months ago. 
So no animals were harmed. Now we're going to get to no animals were harmed because people love to talk about Hollywood and animals. We talk about that. Yeah, we and, are going to get to that. I'm just kind of meeting. <laughs> but that's why I was hired was mm-hmm. to to help turn around that program. Help uh, turn around how, no animals. No animals were harmed. Right. But um, very recently here, our CEO Robin Ganser came and asked if I'd like to head up Red Star. Who's been on this show? And I jumped all over that. It's uh, it's right in my wheelhouse, triage and sheltering, and um, but they have a long, rich history. So 100 years old just celebrated 100 years old red star red star animal rescue and so it's interesting it dates back to um world war one and the secretary of war uh called upon american humane to help save rescue and treat uh the horses overseas that were being killed or slaughtered and just needed aid because the horses were really carrying the war Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, please. The war would not have been fought without horses. Civilization would be still back in the Stone Age if it weren't for the domestication of the horse. Yes. And thousands were dying. So um, afterwards, we we initiated this program that we now call Red Star. Interestingly, Red Cross, which you all know, is for humans. And Red Star was designated for the animals. So here we are. What did we learn? What did we learn, listeners? (laughs) We learned that. There you go. So. Yeah, um, you know, any type of natural disaster, and that's floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, mudslides, and then... Earthquakes. Earthquakes, dog fighting rings, we, we, any number of things, we, we get involved. Dog in fighting rings. Mm-hmm. Natural disasters we have no control over. And, and so, I mean, people can look out for their pets, hopefully, and do as best they can. But, of course, obviously, animals will always be displaced in floods and tornadoes and things like that. Dog fighting. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's it's a horrible thing, and it, like you said, it's, it's controllable. We, it, it's so well, it's so controllable if 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 machismo weren't involved. Uh-huh. I mean, seriously, and money, and betting, and and pride, and all of those ridiculous things. Um, when it comes to animals, have we been able to make inroads and infiltrate and? Well, you know, we're called we're called in, and we assist when we can. After the is it usually after the fact? It's usually after the fact, and and there's always a lot of red tape, and you have to be invited. It's usually in a, a very official capacity you know, to get involved. You, you know, you wish you could just put on a mask and and go in the cloak of invisibility. Yeah, commando and and blow these things up, but it's yes, I do. It's never quite like that, um, and that's why they're able to sort of fly under the radar for so long. It, you know, until there's enough evidence and. Right. Um, investigation do these things usually come to light? How many animals like are we saving in Louisiana right now? Oh, um, because of course hundreds. my listeners I know that there's been huge flooding in Louisiana for the past number of weeks. Yeah, we were there, so uh, we arrived two and a half weeks ago. A team of about ten of my um, responders, and I think we're over four hundred animals that we've treated or helped, and close to eighty, eighty-five that have been reunited. Wonderful. Help reunite with people. So wonderful. And I didn't. I didn't make it to Louisiana. And again, because I'm relatively new to to Red Star, my first deployment happened just. Oh, what is it now? A month and a half ago, uh, the Fourth of July holiday. I flew out to West Virginia, mm-hmm. so they had a flood right. too. For and sure. Kanawha County was hit and completely wiped out one of their little towns. And you know, if you've never visited. Here on, we're never really going to experience that living in the West Coast, right? Mm. We need water. We, they have, we're they, desperate for it. Yeah, they send have it our way. Yeah, but I know. You, you go and see a flood zone, um, and it's it boggles the mind how water can do so much damage to an area. Water and wind. Mm-hmm. I there's a there's a video I saw yesterday, and it's a small little island like Bismarck Island. It's not it's not Bismarck Island. 
some island, I think possibly close to the intercoastal waterway. I mean, trees in the middle of living rooms, wood everywhere, decimated, decimated. You just, you do, yes, you don't realize water's the most, the most, you know, the, force. The, the greatest solvent and the most, dist- one of the most destructive forces on the planet. Yeah. And we don't, we th- we think of it as we want it, we want it here. We think of it as our friend, but back there, it's like built on stilts. Yeah, you know, they want to send it this way, and they, yeah, homes just down the road. It, uh, and and residents were, you know, they were very proud there. I have to say, in West Virginia, they, uh, um, they only took what they needed. You know, we, we set up our, our trailers to offer um, free food and, and medicine and flea treatment and just very humble um, people coming and take only what they needed. And, you know, I, I recall one daughter coming up and she wanted to take an extra bag of food. And her mom said, no, we're only going to take what we need. So the next person has enough, you know, for their family and, and their animals. They're good people. Yeah, very good people. Yeah. And it was my first time in, in West Virginia. And, um None of the rumors are true. I guess some of the things that you hear in West Virginia, it's, they're, they're normal, hardworking. They really are. Yeah. Good, good people. Yeah. I, re- I really got to experience yeah. that. And that's really um, the joy of, of being deployed to these disaster areas, the, the people that you meet and the things you learn and just a new experience. You're roughing it largely, but it. Well, of course, because rewarding. I'm sure the Hilton has been struck just as hard. Yeah. As you know, <laughs> anything, and, and that's how it was in Louisiana. They were sleeping on cots in the yeah. trucks for yeah. two weeks. You know, doing 14, 16 hour days. So. And loving every minute and, of it and because you don't get into this unless you love it. And there are tears of joy when they leave. Yeah, yeah they, they enjoyed it so much. So rewarding that when it's yeah. time to pack up and go and get back to your normal life, you, you actually regret it. Yeah. You're heading up two programs, Red Star and No Animals Were Harmed. But let's talk about something that's coming up next week before mm-hmm. we get into No Animals Were Harmed because that's going to be very interesting. Um, Hero Dog Awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- neat, neat. So this is our premier award show. Once a year, uh, we celebrate um, dogs. And there's a huge, huge application to become nominated, to become nominated, to become, you know, yeah. uh, there's a huge voting process. There's a process. We yeah. actually have uh, a woman, um, Sadie. Sadie, um, Sadie the Wonder Dog, who had a, was, had a bullet in her head and in her spine, still, um, I believe. And um, um, her, her trainer, her owner, has been on this show, and uh, she was she wanted to be nominated so badly. So I kept just kept voting for her every single day, and maybe maybe someday, maybe next year, Sadie will Sadie will make it because Sadie is truly a hero dog. But the voting process is intensive. Yeah, yeah, people take it seriously. They're, for them, it feels like there's a lot on the line, and, and there is. I mean, it's true. Yeah, and there are eight categories, right? Eight categories. Yeah, eight categories. Yeah, we have the arson category, emerging hero dog. Then we have a guide hearing category. Law enforcement, military, search and rescue, service category, and therapy category. And to be nominated, you ha- you, your, your owner, your, your dog's owner, has to write a bio and their story and, and, and put that up. And then everybody reads everyone's story mm-hmm. and votes on what is, you know, who is who they think for that year really exemplifies the police, the police hero dog, the, the you know, hearing, hearing and guide dog, mm-hmm. the new emerging hero dog, which is what Sadie was going to be. Um, and you, your heart goes out to the ones that don't make it, but yeah. the the dogs don't know. Dogs, the dogs don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. No, they, but it, but these but these stories are harrowing. Oh. What these dogs go through, what they sacrifice, what they've done, their bravery and courage. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. So so during the award show, there's a tribute video, obviously for each one. Oh God, Thank masterfully you. done. I'll, and I'll bring you, my you, handkerchief. <laughs> you, you cry during every single eight tribute 
videos. And uh, but the whole night is neat. I'll it, wear black it, because we have a I red would, carpet. It doesn't stain. Yeah, with tears. Yeah, right. And not too much makeup. But uh, oh, oops. <laughs> everyone's in a tux, and you know, there's um, the announcement. It, it's it's really a it's a big gala. It's at the Beverly Hilton, and it, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a big fun festive event. Just I don't know if jobs. tickets have sold out, listeners, but if you if you go onto uh, American Humane American Humane Association website, they will have links to where you can buy tickets for the Hero Dog Awards. And if you want to come, cry a little bit and uh, and feel really really wonderful because all the all the proceeds go to AHA. They do. Yeah, and it's next Saturday, and I, I I think at the last count we were about sold out. So if you hurry buy those tickets. Yeah, that's not a sales tactic. I think we really are close to selling out. So it, yeah, if you want to check it out and No, it, it's not a, it's not it, a sales tactic. It's it, a, it's a cautionary warning. Buy yeah, your tickets yeah, now. Good <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's memorable. You won't forget it. It's that kind of night. We'll have fun. I can't wait. Yes, cuz yeah. I'm I'm going actually as a Robin Gansert's guest, nice. which is which is which is lovely. Which is lovely. Um and I met you just a couple of months ago back in Washington D.C. um as we were all stumping and crowing about the Humane Conservation Initiative, yeah. which is the newest of American Humane's programs, and it is a certification for zoological institutions, both public and private. And it's just an additional seal, and it's what you want to look for when you are researching, hey, what zoo do I want to go to? Because we have four now that have completed the, uh, certification. The, the, the certification. And basically what it is, there's an audit, there's a, the pre-audit, that's a lot of paperwork, daunting. And there's an audit, and that's when uh, representatives from AHA go actually out into the field to the institution and check and make sure that, because what this is, 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 is the institution, is the facility basically catering to the best needs of the animal, not the patrons, not the, not, not the facility itself, but what is in the best interest of the animal, everything from the animal's perspective, which is wonderful. And that's actually what we really, really want. I mean, it is the polar opposite of the archaic, you know, s- cinder block concrete cells with an elephant on a chain. It's the polar opposite. It is now, it's basically recreating the best environment for that animal. And so far we've got four that have completed their certification. They've got that seal. It's Delphinus. Mm -hmm. It's Shed Aquarium. It's um, Dolphin Quest, Um, I believe. Not yet. Not not yet, but soon. Uh, And the other two are? Brookfield and Vancouver Aquarium. Brookfield and and Vancouver Aquarium. So yay to them. And I think we had representatives from each there. Um, But if any any, um, curators are listening... Apply. You might wanna, yeah, and you spoke eloquently, by the way, at at the event. Could you hear me? I, I, could, I could hear you. Yeah, over the chatter and the. <laughs> what were the interns doing? What did you say? <laughs> they were, they Feeding, were. <laughs> hoarding, grazing. Oh. <laughs> thank you very much. But it resonated. Yeah. It good. Good. Yeah. Well, well it's it's it comes it comes with passion because I'm extremely passionate about it. But no, uh, as as I think I t- I spoke about on this show when I came back, <laughs> I went to the. They make a foolish mistake back there. They put all the food out, and then the interns come down from various congressional offices and just and and they're literally like this. Uh, yeah, they just descended. Just like just feeding. And I walked over to the table after I'd finished speaking, and I went, "Hey," and they were like, "Uh," and it's like, mm-hmm. and I said, "So, um, uh, do y'all know what you're here for?" <laughs> and they and one of them looked up at me, and I said, "Did any of you?" Do you all even know what, what this is for? And one little intern looked up and he went, ha, and then went back to eating. And I thought, oh, my goodness. But 
on the flip side, we had more Congress people there for that event, I think, than, than had been down for anything in a long time. Because all of these rollouts happened at around 5 o'clock on the Hill, either the Senate side or the House side, and these rollouts for these initiatives and these new programs. And so, you know, the Congress people come down on their way home, or, or if they're really interested. And we had, what, 12, 14? Yeah. And, uh, and I got bumped several times in the speaking lineup because yeah. it's like, it's and now Carolyn Hennessy, oh, no, we have the congressperson from Delaware. So I start to walk up, nope. Got to get yeah, the, the cane came place. out. Many well, you things. know, we were competing against Obama's picnic that day. So to, actually, I didn't know. Yeah, he, he had his big annual lawn picnic thing, and I had no idea because I didn't see actually anybody out on the lawn. It might might have been in the on the back lawn. But here's the thing: if we were competing against Obama's picnic and we still got 12, 12 to fourteen mm-hmm. Congress people, then that just shows the kind of clout that American Humane has. And uh, listen, people, we also had animals around the room. So people wanted to see the animals. But when you see the animals, you also, you also listen. You listen to what's being said. So uh, good on us. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, again, make sure, check for that seal. And if you are going to your local zoo, talk to the, talk to the, zoo, talk, talk to the head of the zoo. Talk to the curator. Talk to anybody. Talk to a member of the staff and say, get the hum- American Humane, Humane Conservation Initiative, Initiative seal. And, and demand that. Demand that of your local institution. So there. Um, okay. Very groovy. Let's talk about No Animals Are Hot, Yeah, you're shall looking we? at me with the... <laughs> like, it's about to happen. Well, it's interesting because most of what we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. not most of it, but, but the, the, the pre-Quan days, we'll talk, we'll talk about PK and, you know, uh, what was it, A... A AD and BC, B, BK and AK. Okay. Okay. Because before you took over this program, there had been uh, a Hollywood Reporter article about no animals were harmed and the fact that it wasn't actually living up to its name and that animals, some, there were some animals that were being harmed. And what AHA was doing and what AHA was not doing and how it was falling short and kind of, and, and, and in some cases failing these animals. Now I can, I, as you say that, or that article was sensationalized quite a bit, quite a bit. What we'll talk, talk about how it was sensationalized. Talk about what was wrong with that article. You know, I, I think first and foremost, it, it was written almost present tense as if all of this were happening right then was happening that, within within that the last year yeah or, or a few months or right. but i think the reader was given the impression that oh my god oh it's oh the reader was given the impression that it's very current yeah and in fact all of this had happened before i arrived right. um, a lot of the events he described he touched on hbo's luck luck um, life of pi there were a few other examples the hobbit the hobbit um, Eight below the, mm-hmm. the, the chipmunk, that kind of thing. Yeah, and so so one they were they were old stories that had been to- really just retread, told again and again. And like most stories that are told over and over, they they start to morph mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of the facts just simply weren't in the article, okay. unfortunately. Um, let's I'll give an example. Let's, let's talk about the Hobbit. Okay. So the Hobbit, and again, this is before my time, but. Uh, the Hobbit, um, one one of the one of the Hobbit films. I think it was 
the unprecedented journey or the journey, what it, the the un, an unforeseen journey. Anyway, it was one. Of, it was one of the earlier films. Right. Right. They had contracted with a farm, and I believe this was all their films were shot in New Zealand. I want to say, yeah, and they'd contracted with a, a rancher slash farmer. Um, some ways away from location. Mm-hmm. And I want to say a good 80, 90 mm-hmm. miles away. Mm-hmm. And he was providing, you know, if, if you've seen the movies, chickens and goats and sheep and, you know. For the Shire. For the Shire as necessary. Horses, ponies. Uh, and the, the the ranch was in disrepair, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, they hadn't really done their due diligence enough, unfortunately. The production company hadn't done their due diligence on the ranch. Exactly. And and it's it's incumbent on them. And, and that's what a lot of people don't know. Of course it is. Is that our purview um, is really on set. Okay. And, I, and I wish we had the resources and the bodies and the people to extend days and months before and in days and months. Well, let's see if we can change that. Okay, so let's After, that, that's, yeah. on, that's on our wish list, so let's make that happen. Yeah, so. you know, ideally, in a, in a visionary world, it would be cradle to grave, right? Sure. We have some touch or, or um, oversight of the animal when it's born and during its training period, during its working life, and then afterwards. Or at least day of first production to day of last day of post-production. I mean, I mean you know, and, and these animals were on this farm within the confines of that of those parameters right they, right yeah right unfortunately again our limitations are really right to set and okay. it just comes down to resources and, and, right. and t- we're a nonprofit you know we're, we're a 501c3 and and we do a lot of our work on donations we, we are provided a grant through the film industry right. which helps but I would love to have enough reps to send to the farms and ranches to sit on the trucks when they're being transported right. to go to the training facilities to and, stay to stay on that farm for those days. While those animals were not being used on set, exactly. But we don't we don't have that yet. We don't have that yet, unfortunately. So um, we were dragged in, really. You know, when when Gary Baum was writing the article, we were sort of pulled in as the responsible party for right. these animals, and and we weren't. You know, again, it came. It comes. You down would to, like to have been. I would have. I would have liked to have personally stepped in right. and and sat down. But you weren't even there yet. One, I wasn't even there, and two, it, again, it's just beyond right. our breadth or our scope. Um, in the program, but um, yeah, it was a learning lesson for all. And and again, if if more money poured in, I could do more of that. Of course. And again, that was a big educational moment. Of course. And we, we talk about that. So I think production learned a lesson that hey, look, if we're going to a foreign land, and you have to know that in other lands they just don't respect animals quite no, the don't. way we do in, in some developed no. countries. What's interesting though is that that happened on one of the Hobbit films mm-hmm. one of the early ones and I've heard no stories about it happening again. No, they, they clean that up. Yeah. Again, big learning lesson. Of course. Um, but that is one of the challenges and um, quick example Prince of Persia Jake Gyllenhaal this is going back sure. a number of Many years. years and the I believe that was filmed in Budapest and you know, the way they treat their horses there, very different than here. They, they slap them and whip them and jerk yes, them. Yes, And, mm. you know, our mm. rep had to go up and say, look, that's not ex- – I, I don't know what your practices are here, but you're not going to do that on this set. Um, and, again, educational moment. Those guys cleaned up their act. Now, what they're going to do afterwards, we can't control. Can't. But on that set, during that moment, those animals will be cared for properly. Right. They, they will be respected. Right. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately – that, and that's one example of, of how he took um, incidents in the past, 
learning moments in the past. Learning moments. And okay. and I think like some of our extremist organizations have have painted us as the Peter. bad guy. And truth be told, and like I'm a veterinarian, very honest and moderate in 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 application. We're we're here just to give help and oversight to the animals. That's all we want to do at the end of the day is make sure they're getting proper care and treatment. The welfare is in place. That is the mission of American Humane. Um, but others come along, and I don't know why they want to undermine us. And Carol, well, I have to tell you, and I know I've heard I've, I've heard you, and I I know I'm going to just roll out the red carpet here for you and, and let you go if you want. But these, I, I have to tell you, I was naive coming in a little bit to the nonprofit space. All right, you have these organizations fighting over money and resources um, to fulfill this mission. So much infighting, so much oh, disagreement, oh, so much undercutting and, and lies. I, you know, I, I, I thought for a moment, like, this just isn't the place for me. Right. Let me go back to the shelter where it's very black and white, right. and I know what I have to do. Right. But it's so political, and it's unfortunate because... The, the ones that suffer are the animals. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to think it's somewhere at the bottom we can agree on a few things, a few initiatives that we can attack, and it just never seems not to with, not with the, Not with the activists. Gray Stafford likes likes to say, and and I, uh, I kind of cock my head and go, hmm, I don't know that this is made. This might be the one thing that I do not agree with you on, Gray, because <laughs> I agree with him on everything else, um, that everyone wants the same thing, the best for the animals. It's like, no, no. There are organizations that want death to the animals because in their, because their morality has been twisted mm-hmm. and warped so much that they think that that's what's best for the animals. But they ha- they they don't have that they don't have that moral compass to decide what's best. What's best for the animals is being safe and happy and loved at all times. If they're going to you know when they when they are alive, you don't have the right to take an animal's life. So I so I, I say, Gray, we not everybody wants the same thing, and a lot of people just want money. A lot of people just want money. And they want to um, cozy up to stars, and they want to walk the red carpet, and so on and so forth, and 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 wear on their sleeve that they that they that they're doing something, but you know, but they don't want to know, they don't want to do it, et cetera, et cetera. And again, that's why I I hope somehow, some way, this show gets through to people, you know. So so excellent. So that was pre quan, mm-hmm. post quan, after quan, anno domine. Um, you came along. Let's talk about the changes that you have made. Because I, I, I mean, I, I was talking with some friends in Hollywood, and they said, wait a minute, animals are being harmed. And I said, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I want, because I, I represent this organization, American Humane, as an ambassador. And I am beyond, I'm not just proud, I'm humbled and honored to do so. But I want to know, you know, when I was on the set of Jesse, the Disney Kids show, mm-hmm. which your kids probably watched. Sorry. Yes, I loved it. <laughs> but for the adults, let's face it, come on. Um, they had a dog, Brody, who played my little Zeus, my little Zeus. And I saw that dog being so beautifully cared for, so well cared for. And I knew it was in safe hands. But even walking onto that set, I'd go, oh, an animal, a dog. And, and with the education that I've given myself and have been given, I, I, there was a moment where I'd kind of go, oh, how's he going to be taken care of? How's he going to be taken And I know that sir, there are so many friends of mine who walk onto sets with animals and they go, how's it being taken care of? So what have we done? How have we... Well, so I was the first, really the first veterinarian to be hired. Um, who was handling... Well, never mind. We don't want to cast out. Somebody else was handling it before. Robin was came it? on board. Yes. <clears throat> and 
it was her vision to to up the the credentials or the professionalism. Up the game. Yeah, the program. It was time. So again, surprisingly, a veterinarian had, had never run the unit. Um, so that's when the big search went out, and I put my name in the hat, and was lucky enough to to be called down. And um, since then, I have hired. I'm up to thir- 13 more veterinarians. We have licensed veterinarians now who, who actually go on these film sets. Are they willing to blow the whistle? Are they, are they willing to stand up to the producers? Because AHA and No Idols Were Harmed gets is some of their funding from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Is this how, how are they willing to say, I know, it's, it's this, it's, I know that we're in bed with these guys and we need this funding – but this animal is being harmed. Are they willing to do that? So just say yes. Just say it's, yes. It's, it's a definite yes. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a very clear, unwavering yes. Good. Um, and I can <clears throat> share a couple of examples. But first know that, you know, and that's the one thing about veterinarians. I, I came in very sort of starry-eyed, right? It, I, I'm, I love movies. Well, we're, we're – Yes, of course. I'm, I'm float, sitting with stars you're sitting now with stars. and doing well, listen, radio shows. Honey, I float on clouds, baby. I float on clouds. That's it. I just, you know, please. So while <laughs> you're enamored, no. <laughs> you, you, you can be enamored and, and um, you know, occasionally star, starstruck from time to time. Right. But here's the thing about my people. We're very pure of heart, I think. You know, we're raised with this idealistic you know, notion that one day we're going to save the world. We really do think that all the way up through. I think it. And then we get in the real world and things start to happen. But we carry that with us. I mean, this is born from a very early place. So it doesn't matter where we are. I believe that it doesn't matter if we're on a film set or in a shelter or doing research. We really are looking out. It's animals first. It's animals first. We, you know, the director, fine. Whoever you are, the actor, fine. Whoever you are. Good. Because I'll tell you something. Most they all put their pants on exactly the yeah. same way you do, and you know hygiene is questionable sometimes, and you know some don't brush their, <laughs> their brush their teeth that morning, and some of them are drunks, and blah blah blah. And they listen, and some of them just have pretty faces, mm-hmm. and they get to say lines, right? Yeah. It, you, but there are, and and then there are those who are actually have wonderful moral character, and will and will be the first to actually they'll walk onto the set with the, up to the producer with 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 your vet and say this animal is harmed and I will not continue on this film yeah. unless this it, unless this is well, this is correct. Yeah, we stopped cameras from rolling Excellent. and said this animal's done. We're we're pulling it for the day. Excellent. It's worked too long. It doesn't have enough shade or water. Sometimes it's just very basic common sense things, and sometimes it's a, it's a little more serious. I but I have to say. These days, at least in my experience, it's not like it was yesteryear, you know, you know, decades ago. Excellent. So, Ben-Hur, this is before our time, both both our times here, Carolyn, the original Ben-Hur. So we're going back to the 1920s. Yes. All right, this was the black and white. <laughs> this was the black and white, I think it was a silent film, like 1920. Um, the original? The, 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 the original. Not the one with Charlton, is it? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. The, the original, um, I think 1928, it was... Over the count was over 100 horses over 100, that died, yeah. perished during the f- filming of this movie. To make a film, 100 horses died. This is before American Humane, before No Animals Were Harmed existed. We well, came okay. along about 10 years later. Right. Um, well, and I think you came along because of one incident. I don't think it was a John Ford film, but it was a Western, and a horse was deliberately put onto an, a, a slippery, icy, tilted platform where they knew it was going to go over the edge, plummet to its death for the shot. Yeah. And that's what Jesse James. Jesse James. Yeah, back in the 30s. I believe that's when, and someone said, someone had the 
moral upright northern compass to say no that can never happen again and went to the went to america or, or american humane found out about it so i think was that the catalyst that started no animals that, were harmed? that was the impetus yeah it, yeah they they literally slid a horse off a cliff to its death for a shot and there was outrage and people said enough so so for ben-hur the hundred died fast forward to 1959 charlton heston the one we all know about ben-hur um, I think it won Best Picture for its I did. year. I think, yes. Back then, yeah. Tony. Yeah, my history. Best, okay. we'll, we'll get that in a second. But yeah. wonderful film. Still, animal abuse. No reported deaths, but they were wire tripping. They, they were just doing c- completely inappropriate <sighs> things with the animals. Then fast forward again to 2015. Last year, they remade Ben-Hur for the third time. You know this because it just, it just got released. I think it came out la- – it didn't do 60. well, unfortunately. It didn't do well at all. It's, someone's going to lose her 1960? shirt. Best picture? 1960. Yeah. Best 1960, picture. best picture. Yeah. So on the heels of that, I said, well, it's, it's time to make it again. We can get in, go out and grab another best picture. That's Anyways, right. they re- then Four months in Rome they spent. Four months in Rome remaking this film um, last summer. And I had three safety reps because – you know, if you've seen the movie, the chariot scenes alone are, spiked chariot wheels. Yeah, it it really is over the top. How Intense many sequences? Every single animal walked away unharmed. the The scenes were just as intense, um, just as, as glamorous, but every single animal walked away. And that that's not just us. That is really the evolution of of welfare and caring for animals. The knowledge, the safety practices in place in Rome, where they're not, where they don't have, yeah. they're not necessarily Italy. They, you know, they they. They slapped their horses. And they were running around a track, you know, doing, simulating the same type of... Right. So that's a testament to the program. Of course. And um, that's not just me. That That's 75 years in the business, this program, No Animals Were Harmed. No, but it's you It's you coming in and spearheading, as you did in, Stan- in Stanislaus County, major changes under your stewardship, which I am, you know, honored to honored to sit across from you. Thank you. Yeah, it... it and it's it's been fun. I again, movie guy. I have to tell you. So, people, Carolyn, going. I've been practicing now 19 years, and the most common question I get as a vet can I'm going to let you take a stab at it before I tell you what the most common outside of Can you tell me why my dog is vomiting? Can the you imagine most what common question, question that veterinarians you get, get as from, a vet? Yeah. It, it's almost too obvious. That it's, it was, it's escaping me. Is it, does it have to do with the, with the movie industry? No. 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 Um, why is my dog pregnant? <laughs> I get that occasionally. <laughs> I don't I have no idea what. Why did you want to become a vet? Oh, why did you want to become a vet? Yeah, what? That, that's the question that we always get asked. Okay, that's, see, to me, that's like, well, of course you want to become a vet. No, why? They want to know what, what well, led well, you. It's interesting because Andrea actually, and we, we, we're going to, we, we're not going to finish up with this question. We're going to go a little late, can't we? Can we, Tony? Yes, thank you. Um, but Andrea, Andrea usually asks this question at the very start, and we, we didn't do it because we were eating chocolate. But Andrea will ask you. Go ahead, Andrea. Ask. Well, the question. You know, it, this is our question. You know, what was that moment? What was that animal? You looked into their eyes and you said, this is my path. This is my journey. I'm going to be a vet. It's still crystal clear. I was seven years old and went to see a movie. And I'll let you guess the movie in a second. Yeah, I know. It's it's quizzed. So you'll get hints when I tell the story here. It is a short story. I'm sitting there with my mother and I am glued to the movie. And for a seven-year-old to sit still for a two-hour movie. Benji. Nope. Okay. And... And I laughed and I cried. 
uh, I walked out and she said I was holding her hand. I looked up at her and I said, Mom, when I grow up, I'm going to be an animal doctor. Jaws. And no. she said, <laughs> from that moment, I never strayed. <laughs> it's not free willy. You're, it wasn't free willy. No, it wasn't free willy. It, it was about a horse. Black Beauty. Close. No. Slicka. No. No, you were, you were close with the black and, and the horse theme. We're going to have to get our listeners secretary, to call. Not secretary, not I mean, secretary. The Black Stallion. The Black Stallion. Oh, the Black Stallion. You know, when, when you said Black Beauty, I thought it was the Black Stallion. I had that poster. That was the only poster on my bedroom wall. One of the most, uh, it's uh, weeping. Oh, weeping. Oh, my God. That's bad. Black Stallion? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's still one of my top five. It is just a, a great movie. Because I think it was I think it was Ian Holmes' first film after Alien, or one of them, and we and I kind of went that's the that's the that's the android from Alien. <laughs> but it's like, oh, yes, yes, as the trainer, he was brilliant. That little boy on that island. Mm. There Heaven. was something about that majestic horse I fell in love with, and I I just knew from that from that moment. And so what's cool, obviously, is I almost I've come full circle. Really, I am now protecting You're, animals yeah, in the movie industry. In the movie industry, and and that's what inspired me to to start down that road and. And that's sort of the beauty of, of film, right? Of movies, as as you get to sense and almost feel these animals, and it, yeah, I, I'll, I'll never forget it. That was the, one of the pivotal moments in my life, um, and now I get to go on and do more of it. And you know, here the, the lesson, the take home is you, you know, you're not going to protect what you don't love. And you're not, what you don't know about. Yeah, and, and, and you're not going to love. love what you don't know. You're not going to love what you don't know. And so th- that goes to our zoos and aquariums. That goes to movies and film. And of, and of course, our own pets. And and that's, that's sort of a vital piece that keeps us connected to the animals on this planet. So basically what you need now to move forward is you need, you need resources. You need money, money to be able to hire people to go from day of first production, from, from the hiring of the animal, to the to the time when the animal is let go, and then so that 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 we need first, and then post and pre production, mm-hmm. and then people to oversee trainers when they're I mean like go to training facilities that for movies for like like Yoast who apparently I don't I don't even know if he's still working anymore but or like or like have Trunk will travel and say we're gonna do a you want to work in the movie industry that's great we're gonna do spot checks. Mm-hmm. So that and that's that's like that would be the epitome. That that means you would have a lot of money because you would have you would be able to 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 keep watch of the, over these animals. Sort of beginning to end. Yeah. Beginning to end. Yeah. That's what you need. You need resources, and American Humane needs resources. Can if people donate to American Humane Association, can they earmark those those funds for no animals were harmed? Um, you know, the zoo program, the Red Star, Red, the zoo program, Red Star, but no animals were harmed. Mm-hmm considering, you know, this is Hollywood, I'm a Hollywood chick, and I want my animals protected on, on, on set. That's what, that's what it, 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 essentially what this show is about. I want them protected yeah. on set. They are being protected on set. But that's when the cameras are rolling. Right. I want them protected, you know, as you say, cradle to grave. Right. Or, you know, day of first to day of last. And right now, I, you know, to be realistic, I just want to stretch that border a little bit. Right, and, right. And give a little more oversight to the beginning. But if people donate, can they earmark those funds? They can, yeah. They can, and um, it, it, whether again, American Humane, we 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 have a lot of programs, and I feel like we. What would you say you would need? Just just give me a rough ballpark. Nothing's in stone. Uh, per year, per annum, would it be like a hundred thousand dollars. Would it be five hundred thousand dollars? Would it be a million dollars? To 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 to. If to, I was going to stretch the oversight. If you were going to stretch the oversight, simply to. 
day of pre first day of pre-production to last day of post? Well, I'll tell you, right now we actually we're starting to insert ourselves in a lot of pre-production. So for, for Ben-Hur, we knew it was important that we were there for a lot of the training sequences, mm -hmm. whether sort of the dry mm -hmm. run. Um, and so that, that has moved. We, we have moved that so a little bit since that, I've come So you're stretching yeah. those boundaries. Now, beyond that, it really becomes checking on the animal after things have wrapped and they've right. gone home. Right. And then, and then beforehand, so going back to the Hobbit example, having an opportunity to go on and inspect that ranch or that farm and saying... During... That 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 was that was that was within the confines of of the film because they were just they were like those animals were were on hiatus so that's what you want right well so we were just seeing the animals on set we got never it. got a chance to see the animals in, in what would you say you would need to stretch the envelope further oh just you know, give give her a ballpark uh, so that so that we know what to strive for seven fifty to a million seven fifty to a million every year mm -hmm. additional yeah okay possibly doable okay one person out there who says. Yeah, I, I believe in that cause. You know what I think about? I need a series <laughs> right now. I, I think about that horse, that black stallion, and, and imagine to myself, you know, think for a moment, if, if, if it was mistreated or abused, that, that just, that breaks my heart, wondering if that horse that inspired me to do what I've done and, and really touched so many animal lives, if, if it wasn't given something so simple as enough food on a given day or it was worked too hard or was whipped or of course or, or or in order to get the impression that this animal hadn't eaten on this island they actually didn't feed it right. do you know what i mean right so i and that's or that's, it wasn't or it wasn't trained with positive reinforcement training exactly and that's a great point and that's what this program stands yeah. for and but there's a there's a lot of film work around the world and we are a global unit we i have people in australia and south africa well if they want that seal and the seal now I mean, God bless who went before you, but the seal now stands for something. As Absolutely, yeah. yes, yes. And it, 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 is, it, is, it means that no animals were harmed on this. And we on this take film. this work seriously. Absolutely. We do. It, it, it's not, we're not cozying up to the industry. I'm not in their back pocket. Good. This is our integrity, my people going out and, and making sure they're getting the care they need, period. It's that simple. Mic drop. We're done. <laughs> we're done. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Did you have a good time? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Can I get chocolate? Yes, you did. Would you like another tea? I'm some. some. No, you're going to take one. You're gonna take, you'll, you'll take one. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll you'll leave, take one. I'll leave some behind. Yeah, please. Because <laughs> I love it so much. Nina, www.nina with an H, H-N-I-N-A, ninagourmet.com, Animal 20 for my listeners, 20% off. Go order. That's what you want to do. Um, go on to the American Humane Association website and look, look about research. No animals were harmed. Also, you've got um, a Humane Hollywood, mm -hmm. right? So uh, look, look that up and donate. Just give a few shekels, a dollar if, you, if, you, if you're so moved because everything helps. And this is about animals like pretty much everything else, animals that don't have a choice as to whether or not they want to perform. They are actually made to perform. This is their job, and they didn't have a choice in choosing it. So we want to make sure that their, their world is as safe and as happy and as healthy as possible. And this is the man who's making sure that that happens. So let's help him. Let's fund, fund, fund. Anybody have a million dollars out there? <laughs> Come sit by me. Um, <clears throat> donate it. Thank you. Come Thank on the you. show again, yes? I, I would love to. Okay, excellent, yeah. excellent. Listeners, join us again in two weeks for another episode of Animal Magnetism. I'm going to try and make it every week. Tony, is that okay if I can find the funding? I would love that. Yeah, I know you would. I know you would. <laughs> I'm going to try and make it every week. Um, we have the best time here, and uh, 
Preservation, conservation, education, it's all up to you, listeners, and uh, you know what to do. Most of you have been listening now long enough. You know exactly what to do. But always remember as you go through your day, always attempt to, conservate the pres- to cultivate the preservationist heart in everything you do. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Something tells me it's all happening at the zoo. I do believe it. I do believe it's true. Giraffes are insincere And the elephants are kindly But they're dumb Orangutans are skeptical Of changes in their cages And the zookeeper is very fond of rum Zebras are reactionaries And antelopes are missionaries